but your impact is really how you guide your actions. What you have control is what you do every day. My name is Mark Nabetta, and you're listening to Mountain Movers Podcast. Hey, guys. This humble, driven leader I had the pleasure of meeting at a Nike running lab back in December is a man I genuinely look up to. In this episode, I took a seat with Mark Nabetta. We talk finding your voice, connecting communities, and how he believes one person can truly make an impact. So with that being said, let's get to it. Cue that intro in three, two... This is the Mountain Movers Podcast, a platform for you, the ones with a voice to be heard, but no microphone to speak it. This is your time, your chance to become more than they believe you are, more than you believe you are. So let's do this together. So it's definitely been a minute. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm good. I mean, as good as anyone can be, I guess, in this whole situation. How have you been feeling with this shift, this whole pandemic? Uh, I think patient and positive is the best way I can put it. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's an unprecedented time for everybody. But um, it's, been, it's, been, um, it's been interesting trying to find a strike of balance between, you know, how to stay active, how to stay occupied, um, how to work, but also take care of yourself at this very moment um, yeah. while looking out for others too as well. But, um, you know, it's an adjustment for all, but I think we're all just coping. The best we can do is just playing our part. And I, I truly believe that there will be a new normal. What that normal is going to look like, I, I'm not sure. I don't think anyone can be too sure. But, yeah. I mean, I can see the world now, and I think, like, what's been going through my mind lately um, in terms of the pandemic is um, like you you just mentioned uh, being mindful of others mm-hmm. I think that that's something that the that the world is becoming more aware of just becoming uh, more thoughtful more mindful of the people around you because it's not just yourself going through this there are there are billions of people in this world that yeah. can be affected by one person yeah and I think it's just important to, you know, stay sane, stay safe, but also keep those in mind, keep those around you in mind, right? That's what I'm saying. What have you been doing to stay uh, to stay level for this time? Um, I've been I've fluctuated honestly. Um, it was very hard for me at first. I'll be mm-hmm. totally transparent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I fell off of what I think my groove was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like being sort of productive i like having a routine and uh when this hit it totally threw me off course and um i wasn't being as active as i wanted to be but one thing that i kept coming back to was this podcast how can i connect people how can i talk to people how can i inspire people right 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 and so keeping this has sort of been my go-to right I mean, it's important if you have a platform that helps others to be able to lean into that to even like, help you cope, right? Because it, it fills a void, fills a gap, right? So No, it really does. And uh, I think as far as voids go, um, we've all lost something, but it's about finding the things that you have left. Yeah, that's very true. That's a great way of putting it. 
That's a great way of putting it. It's a great way of putting it. So let's let the listeners in on who you are, what you do. Uh, that's always a tough question to ask, to answer. Um, <laughs> well, my name is Mark Nobetta. Um, what I do now is I am a brand consultant, a freelance brand consultant. Uh, for quite a while, I worked agency side on a number of lifestyle brands. And now just, at least for the, since the beginning of this year, starting to do it on my own and carving on a path that, you know, I've kind of built. You know? yeah. Yeah. And so what, is the, what does that path look like to you right now? Uh, it depends. I think the most important thing I wanted to do this year was work on things I was passionate about and refine a little bit of, uh, at every crossroads, I've always had checkpoints and check marks that show me where my path and, and purpose will go. So this is really what I had to take this year to sort of figure out and take the liberty. You know, I'm very fortunate to, to be in a position where I can sort of chart my own path and make my own decisions and choose the things that I want to do. Um, that will help me have a clearer vision as to what lies next for me. I mean, nothing is etched in stone. So you only know as much as what you have in front of you. And right now, I just enjoy working on the projects that, uh, you know, I get to choose and uh, really challenge me. Do you find paving this path for yourself as opposed to um, working for someone else more challenging? Um, It's definitely challenging, I think. Particularly at this time, I think what a lot of um, a lot of my friends and different people who are self-employed, they'll tell you that one of the toughest things right now is motivating yourself. Um, it's it's there's not much clarity as to what's happening in the world past this point. Particularly if you don't have the stability of an employer that can give you set you a course. But for some of us, that's really some of the it's a bit of that impetus and that spark that you need to sort of make a decision that you need for you and chart that course for yourself. That's where I was at that point in my life. Uh, and so this time has been instrumental in helping me sort of hone in on what I like when I don't. I've called it the great reset of 2020 in some form of way. Um, awesome. Because that's how at least it has felt for me and for a number of conversations I've had. Uh, you have a lot more time with yourself to think about what you want to do and where you want to be. And I think it's, this has sort of reinforced that I'm in the right place, doing the right things that I want to be doing right now. Um, how I built some here, you know, that's still to be, to be determined, but I'm thoroughly enjoying what I'm doing now. And it's not for everybody. I'll say that. Like there's a lot of uh, instability that comes from it, having to fend for yourself. Right. Um, But you learn a lot more about yourself when you're backed up in a corner, you have to actually make decisions that drive you forward rather than a whole boat and a whole entity. So, you know, so what made you choose this path? Uh, What, What was it? Like in this immediate course of action, like right now, uh, well, the great reset of 2020, what sparked that? <laughs> well, I think, you know, that was a mind state that I came into this year with. I think when I met you, um, I was still doing work that I'm still very passionate around, around a bunch of people that have been instrumental in my career and the great opportunities I've had before me. But it's all about figuring out what's next, right? And I've been very fortunate to be around very dynamic people like you, discovering and unearthing great personalities, uh, the similar people that we have met or have you know, we've met in certain circles or you've been introduced to in the worlds that I was before. And so it's finding out how do you bring more of an impact to the rest of the world now, the new energy that you've developed. I've learned a number of skills doing what I wanted. Um, But there's definitely more. There's more to it. And in wanting to do more, you have to dig deeper into um, who you are, where you add value, uh, where can you ultimately live out your true purpose. 
in number of spaces, and that changes every year, right? The things you're passionate about change every year. We all wanted to be a fireman at some point, right? That's not what to explain to someone. We all want to be a fireman or a national at some point, but, you know, you all somewhat end up being an engineer or, you know, you end up in being an economist. So turning out your course always changes. It's being honest with yourself, and this really was the time uh, for me to sort of figure out where my passion now is and what is that, that I really want to sink my teeth in and kind of hone in for the next few years, so. No, absolutely. So if we were to rewind a bit, you said that, like, sure, everybody wanted to be a firefighter, but can you give us some more examples of who Mark was in the previous years, even leading, leading up to finding your first, um, your first voice within uh, the, the brand consulting? Oh, man. Well, I think, you know, this goes back a number of years, too. To no- I've lived a number of lives, but I'll say this. Uh, my inclination for the very... My life was far removed from this. Um, the first few steps I took in the professional world were actually to be in foreign service or work for an international organization. That's what I dedicated a large part of my life studying um, and getting to achieve to a certain degree. And then I've shifted into a world of, um, uh, I mean, a lot of what I ended up doing lived in, you know, sort of that banking, finance sort of space and did not enjoy that as much as I thought I would. And honestly, in taking and finding myself in a similar space that I was when I chose to take the step that I did back in December, uh, was at a crossroads and deciding what I wanted to do next. And that led me to choosing to work for a sportswear brand and wanted to carve my path there and starting that journey from store level uh, to learn about the brand, to learn about the entity, learn about the structure, how I could add value. Uh, really learning from within, applying my trade, and just doing what I know best, which is working hard and focusing on the goals that I have, and building up from there, learning where my strengths were, how I can add value, what those very specific skills that I've developed in a number of spaces I've had uh, were able to help the brand and, and grow from there. And that has helped me understand that these are the skills I can lean on as I continue to look into my career and find different spaces where they add value and the different people or projects where they can really be instrumental in bringing to success. Very, very well said. Um, if I was also to, not, I guess, fast forward from there, but rewind from this moment now, when I met you back in December, uh, my first, I guess, impression of you, you were very welcoming. You were a very welcoming presence. And uh, it was something that, you know, I was very nervous when I was going to that, um, that workshop. Right, right. right? And uh, just meeting all these new people because, you know, I'm still very new to running. And uh, as much as it's a big passion and driving force in my right. life, uh, meeting new individuals who share that passion is, is a scary thing. Um, it, 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 I've learned that it always, it always ends up being such an inspiring moment, uh, especially for, like, somebody who is just starting out. Something that really, really, really caught my eye was an opinion that I have is that mindset is key. And I think that going into that workshop, I was very, because I was timid, I think I, I approached it, you know, as an extrovert, I approached it in a, um, in a way that, you know, I was just going to get along with everybody. And I think that that was really important. And I think that when you do go into um, a new passion, a new outlet, or even if you do have your great reset of whatever year, if you go into it with the idea that, you know, you, you belong there, or that you've earned this new step, Mm -hmm. or that, or that you are every step of the way creating that, like you've said, that path for yourself. I think it's, I think it's important, and I think, it'll, I think it'll always pay off. 
Yeah, a thousand percent. I think it's all, you know, particularly for you, I'd be interested to hear because you speak very much highly of the running community, and I know that's the space in which we met. Uh, but it yeah. can be a daunting space, obviously, as there's physical requirements uh, that, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, there's a physical element to running. Community is a small facet of it. Carving out your space in it is not necessarily an easy place, particularly if you're new. But, you know, from a MySite standpoint, it'd be interesting for me to hear, like, what got you into that? Um, what got you to want to go on that journey first? Because, you know, I've heard bits and pieces of it. But most importantly, how do you feel you've grown in, in carving out your role in the community? Absolutely. So my background, obviously, uh, I've been dancing yeah. since uh, I was nine years old. And uh, I just, just graduated from Ryerson's uh, dance uh, performance dance program. Right. And that was, so that was four years. And, you know, dance has always been, been a big passion of my life. But when dance became school, I needed, I, I, I was searching for a new creative outlet. Right. And I turned, to, I turned to weightlifting in the beginning of uh, university. And that was awesome. It taught me so much about my physical limits. But... Uh, my sister, uh, my older sister Grace, she she inspires me to run. She has run uh, five marathons. She's been training for many many years now, and it was last year that she asked me uh, if I wanted to run New York, the New York City Marathon, with her. Uh, she she was so determined to do it, and she wanted to share the experience with someone. And I said no at first. Mm -hmm. And uh, we run an annual Canada Day 10K together. And when I ran that 10K, it was the third year. It was the third year at the time. I I knew I wanted more, and so I told her, "Let's do it. Let's do New York. Let's let's get it." And so um, I bought a bib through the running room because you could either do that, you can uh, get pulled in the lottery, or you can uh, qualify. And it was my first my first marathon, so I wasn't at the qualifying um, stage yet. But I was able to get a bib, and so the training was was just so brand new to me. It was like I'd been eating the same bowl of cereal for so many years and, and, and somebody and somebody took away my box of cornflakes and introduced me to Frosted Flakes. It was like this whole new feeling of fulfillment, of accomplishment, and I loved every second of it. And once New York was over, um, I sort of felt like I needed to find my voice again. I was in Toronto. Grace, Grace lives in Ottawa. And so... My community, who was always Grace, was no longer with me. So I needed to find a new community. Right. And so it was just a matter of reaching out to some people that I followed followed on Instagram and then uh, meeting people at that event that you invited me to. And just from there, it spirals. And then you build these connections. And I think growing up in the dance community and building those connections with those people made me want to also do the same in this new kind of in this new thing that I discovered. Right, right. And how has that, how has building Bridges in that space been for you? Because I know, you know, obviously it's, uh, you know, the exercise in finding friends, regardless of the space you are in, is, is not an easy one, right? You got to find matches with personalities and so forth. And running definitely has its fair share of, of, of um, interesting characters and personalities. But like, you know, I always say it, it's the most loving group of people you ever meet. Um, the most diverse bunch of people that you meet in terms of personalities. Um, what have you gravitated to? Because, I mean, a lot of people go towards performance sort of elements. Others go towards a more socially conscious direction. Where do you see your, your mind state going to? 
Um, I think anybody that carries the same um, morals right. as me, I guess. You know, I came into running not because I wanted to, you know, become mm-hmm. the best, but because I was searching for that new, I, I can say that new right. identity. Um, and so even, like, the, the running community that's already been mm-hmm. built, that aside, I, I already know that through just myself running that I've encouraged a lot of my friends to start awesome. running. And so, like, that, that in itself is, like, creating a bigger right. community, right? It's bringing people from my, from my, I guess, already, already the community I right. already have and, and, and kind of um, colliding the two of them. Yep. And I think that's it. I think that's important. If you if you, if you come with that approach, that uh, it's not it's not about who's the mm-hmm. best, and it's not about um, who. I guess has you know who has the nicest shoes. It's about <laughs> who is going to show up and who is going to give it up yeah. for fifty. Yeah, I mean you're building bridges. You know, you talk about moving mountains, yeah. but you know you're building bridges, and I think that's sort of the role. Yeah, absolutely. When I met you, that's sort of the role that you spoke very heavily about. Uh, you come from a different space than running naturally, the same way that I did when I got into running. I mean, I played basketball and soccer for a very long time, and running was a foreign space for me. I fell into running out of sheer necessity because that's the only thing really that I could do. The doctor would let me do after hurting my knee, but what I found in there was, you know, uh, that breadth of personalities uh, that camaraderie that came from that breadth of personalities is ultimately what that kinship felt. It is an individual sport by nature, but it's fueled by it's fueled by community. Um, your success is not happen alone. You don't grow in running by just sitting in a corner and training on your own. It's it's the guys that carry you through your long run, the girls that you see at yep. the track workout, the 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 mixed the mixed uh, crews that you'll be a part of and you can be fluid about. So. You know, seeing you grow in that space, and I remember speaking to you at that at that last workshop back in December. You know, you got to play a huge role in this, and I think a lot of platforms that you've built, you've honed in on yourself, and the voices you've carved out has been important. Uh, so this is just my small role, just saying, like, keep going, because you know it's uh, it's important for you to carve out your space, build your voice, and honestly, just use your platform for good. That means more than you know. <laughs> so, a big question here. I guess if we're talking about uh, these these impacts that you know one individual can have, how do you believe solely one person can have that impact on the community on the world? Um, I mean that's a layered question. I think you know impact is is the word you have to sort of hone in here because you know impact happens every day. I can. I FaceTimed someone on my walk back from the grocery store today, which I had not spoken to in a few weeks, and I didn't know how they were doing. And like, I FaceTimed them, and they were in shock. But that's they—they they were. It was positive. They were so happy to see me, and it was a surprise. And that's impact. That life changed the course of someone's day, right? So impact mm-hmm. is all relative. I think you'd have to look at scale and where you really feel like your voice is. Not all of us are international movie stars, not all of us are uh, athletes, not all of us are winners, not all of us are extremely, uh, by, socially, um, by social constructs, you know, bound to be natural leaders. But your impact is really how you guide your actions. What you have control is what you do every day. So that's really how I wake up every day. I set intention, how I get up, how I go about my day. And sometimes it's going to be, if my projects have 
an impact that's on the city or the world, so be it. That's what I've done that way. But if it's just today setting the intention, I'm just going to call a friend, particularly in this time when we've been inside or at least confined for the last, what, eight to nine weeks, um, if that's really just helped me reshape and re like relive what impact means because we have to do justice to the moment and be kind to ourselves. And sometimes it's not about, you know, moving the mountain or going out, out there and creating a new barrier that empowers the next person. Sometimes it's just the call. Sometimes it's entering the text on time. Sometimes it's just perhaps walking outside your friend's window while they're social distancing and waving from the window because you walk past their place. Um, it's an individual yeah. act. Impact is an individual act, and it just has to be well-intentioned. It needs to be well-intentioned with the, with the true purpose of having positive and positivity come from it. Um, the rest of it takes care of itself. You just have to determine how you want to make a difference around you. So what would you say your voice is? What kind of impact do you aspire to make in your community? Uh, and that's, that's also a tough question because, you know, obviously I was telling you this before this, and like, I don't speak publicly often because I don't like talking about myself. Uh, but <laughs> I think the one thing I try to... I try to do in every day of my life is just live by example. And live by example is just for me to be true to what I believe in, how I live my life, and the ethos, morals, principles, and 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 learn it gone through my life and through the years. And whether that you know makes a difference in someone's life, uh, whether it's me sharing my perspective on uh, my lens through imagery, whether it's a small note or you know in the more private ways, a lot of the because, I mean, I am African, so obviously I, I come from a storytelling culture, a lot of stories or, or quotes or, or just anecdotes that have helped me prop up or go forward. That's the role I play. I think, you know, I've, I've in my latter years, I've been called Uncle Mark in a number of ways, but a number of spaces. But I think that's, that's the role I thoroughly enjoy. I think that's a very comfortable place I've taken now where um, if I can help solve, I can help build bridges, I can help alleviate and I can help support and I can help build. Um, that's what I want to be. That's, that's wonderful. So Mark, do you have any mantras that you hold on to? Um, I have a few, I think, you know, there are a few that I abide by and they all, they all came in my life at different times, but the most important thing that, uh, the one lesson I live by was given to me by my late father, which is, and I'll explain to it after the context, but, you know, he, the one thing he always told me was everything we do in life is the opportunity to have choice. And I think the very invaluable gift that we all have in our lives, depending on the privilege that you have access to or the opportunities that are levied towards you, is the opportunity to have choice. And it's, it's, it's doing justice and celebrating choice, which is important, and never forgetting that that is something that perhaps is not afforded to a lot of people. Um, I come from a part of the world where choice is not really available to everyone. Um, you, don't, you may not have the opportunity to live out your dream to be a soccer player or an engineer. So that was a learning I, I got from him very, very young and has really forged a lot of what I've done and really helps me, particularly at crossroads such as mine at the very moment, you know, building my future and taking it, taking it in my own hands, understand that this is something that I'm very privileged to be able to do and very fortunate to be able to do. I prepared for it, but it's definitely not something that under normal circumstances would be the norm. Like, it may feel normalized here, uh, but not necessarily in parts of the world that I've been akin to. 
So, you know, everything we do in life is an opportunity to have choice is something I live by every day. Um, the second is something that has always guided my behavior, which is reputation is the cornerstone of respect. And, you know, you have to, you really have to, um, you just have to hone in on how you want to be, talk about impact, how you want to be seen and how you want people to respect you, right? Respect is the ultimate currency in, in, in the world that I live in and how I've lived my life. And, you know, you just have to, to hone in on the reputation that you will have will really just be born from how you treat people, what you do to others, and how you carry yourself and the impact that you make around you. Don't be, don't be concerned too much about other factors because that will feed out from the respect that you build for yourself. Um, so those are two, I would say, are the ones that guide my life. Oh, I, I love those. I'm really going to hold those close. I think impact can be seen in so many different lenses, and I think it's just about how, how you approach life that's going to yeah, open that definitely. lens. So just to wrap things up here, um, I do... On every episode, I do what's called a mountain minute. So it's a series of okay. rapid-fire questions, and uh, they're, they're, they're very simple questions, but uh, it, it's just a matter of seeing how long okay. it takes you to answer them. All right, so let's get going. This, 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 this is, is the, the mountain, mountain minute. minute. Three, two, one. Favorite food? Right now, jerk chicken. <laughs> Go to uh, breakfast. Frosty Flakes. Favorite so song? Keys. Where did you first uh, hear Abidjan that? Cote d'Ivoire. What is your guilty pleasure song? Uh, Burning Up by Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> favorite day of the week. Least favorite day Friday, of the week. Friday, bro. <laughs> Just... <laughs> favorite time Night. to train. Favorite color? Uh, olive, like military green. What time do you usually go to bed? <sighs> sleep is a construct. <laughs> I would say about four <laughs> or five if I do actually sleep. Oh. Okay, so what time uh, do you usually wake about up? About eight, nine. If you could make any animal your pet, what Dog, would you choose? definitely. If you could change the stigma around one thing in the world, what would it be? That inequality and diversity does not, inequality and diversity have been resolved. If you could trade lives with anyone for a day. Oh man, that is, that is extremely easy. I would trade lives. Um, <laughs> this is, this is a real, <laughs> this is a really weird one. Um, but I would definitely just, just like trade lives with either, well, I mean the, the late Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan. Nice. If you could have any superpower, uh, would you to heal and help in limitless ways. Sweet Sweets. or salty? Tea. Coffee or tea? Rain shine. or shine? Day night. or night? Because that's when I'm most productive. Uh, Favorite number? 21. Where do you want to travel? Hawaii. Fill in the blank. This Amazing. podcast is. <laughs> Thank you, dude. 
I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. It's always nice to reconnect with people, and especially, no, you know, for it's been sure. a Nick, you're, you're an intricate part of um, what I enjoyed about my work, seeing people like you just grow and, and carve out your space and use your platform and grow your platform has been, you know, the most enjoyable thing I got to do um, through my work. So, again, keep mowing, keep going, keep pushing. Uh, you're doing the right things and really, really proud of what you're building. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, please don't be shy. Leave a rating and a review, and let me know what you think. Love always, Jake.